Good morning. Our service begins. On page three of the Book of Common Prayer. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill through thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. <laughs> o come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. Well, come let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. And your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Psalms today are Psalm 143 found on page 518 and Psalm 149 found on page 520. Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my desire. Hearken unto me for thy truth and righteousness sake. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath laid me in the darkness as the men that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit vexed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet do I remember the time past, I muse upon all thy works, Yea, I exercise myself in the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, my soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. Hear unto me, hear me, O Lord, and that soon, for my spirit waxeth faint. Hide not thy case from me, lest I be like them that go down unto the pit. O let me hear thy loving kindness be times in the morning, for in thee is my trust. Show thou me the way that I should walk in. For I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, for I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleaseth thee, for thou art my God. Let thy loving spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, and for thy righteousness' sake bring my soul out of trouble. 
and of thy goodness slay mine enemies, and destroy all them that vex my soul, for I am thy servant. Psalm 149. O sing unto the Lord a new song, let the congregation of saints praise him. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tabret and heart. For the Lord hath pleasure in his people, and helpeth the meek-hearted. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them rejoice in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands. Be avenged of the nations, and to rebuke the peoples. To bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with links of iron. To execute judgment upon them, as it is written. Such honor have all his saints. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth chapter of the first book of Kings. And it came to pass, when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which he wanted to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house, which you have built to, to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Now if you walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. But if you or your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, go, before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, and this house which I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight. Israel will be a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And as for this house, which is exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and will hiss and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have embraced other gods, and worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this calamity on them. Now it happened at the end of twenty years, when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, Hiram, the king of Tyre, had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress and gold as much as he desired. That king Solomon then gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. Then Hiram went from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, but they did not please him. So he said, What kind of cities are these which you have given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul, as they are to this day. Then Hiram sent the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold. And this is the reason for the, la for the labor force which King Solomon raised, to build the house of the Lord, his own house, the Milo, the wall of Jerusalem, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. Pharaoh king of Egypt had gone up and taken Gezer and burned it with fire. He had, ki had killed the Canaanites who dwelt in the city and had given it as a dowry to his daughter, Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gezer, Lower Beth Horon, Balath, and Tadmor in the wilderness, in the land of Judah, 
all the storage cities that Solomon had, cities for his chariots and cities for his cavalry, and whatever Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. And all the people who were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, who were not of the children of Israel, that is their descendants who were left in the land after them, whom the children of Israel had not been able to complete, destroy completely, from these Solomon raised forced labor, as, to, as it is to this day. But of the children of Israel Solomon made no forced laborers, because they were men of war and his servants, his officers, his captains, commanders of his chariots, and his cavalry. Others were chiefs to the officials who were over Solomon's work, 550, who ruled over the people, who did the work. But Pharaoh's daughter came up from the city of David to her house, which Solomon had built for her. Then he built the millo. Now three times a year Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar which he had built for the Lord, and he burned incense with them on the altar that was before the Lord. So he finished the temple. King Solomon also built a fleet of ships at Ezion-Geber, which is near Elath on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. Then Hiram sent his servants with the fleet, seamen who knew the sea, to work with the servants of Solomon. And they went to Ophir and acquired 420 talents of gold from there and brought it to King Solomon. Here ends the first lesson. Benedict who says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the first letter to the Thessalonians. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet of the hope of our salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another. Just as you are, just as you also are doing. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. So, blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the... Oh, sorry. That was... You're right. That was the Benedictus S. Wrong Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor. Preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, on all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
the Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Um, in our Old Testament reading today, we reach the crux of Solomon's role as the king of Israel, installed by the God of Israel. His father was the triumph of godliness and military success, while Solomon brings Israel to its secular zenith with great ships and chariots. Yesterday, he fulfilled the promise his father David made to make a great temple to the Lord, and both are a triumph honoring the God of Israel in the face of all its neighbors. Yesterday, we also had the temple as the beginning of the ministries of the Gentiles, the later God-fearers of first century Judah, who then become the object of Paul's lifelong ministry to the Gentiles. And of course, the temple also prefigures the heavenly kingdom, which we later glimpse in the book of Revelation. However, while today things are going swimmingly, we also have God's warning of what the cost of disobedience will be. But if you or your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, and this house which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. We know, of course, that Solomon has already laid the seeds for such worship of other gods, and thus we know how it turns out after this. In the rest of the books of Kings and Chronicles, we see that it's all downhill after Solomon. About 30 years from now, Solomon will be dead. And there'll be a messy war of succession. The undivided kingdom of David and Solomon will disappear as Israel divides into the northern and southern kingdoms. Thus, from this apex of Israel's relationship with God, Israel begins a long, slow fall into captivity. With our just God, disobedience has its price. And our colleague reminds us about the role of the Old Testament. Some Christians don't read the Old Testament or they minimize its importance or just focus on the Messianic prophecies. However, as we see in the, the, the liturgical year, the Old Testament gives us the long arc of God's relationship with his people through both the good and the bad, consequences of obedience and disobedience. And such imperfect disobedience by God's people did not end with the death of Solomon or the Babylonian captivity. Because of that imperfect obedience, this week's colic links to our Old Testament reading when it entreats God to let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church. Meanwhile, it links to the Psalms when it emphasizes our other dependence on God by saying, because it, in this case, the church cannot continue in safety without thy succor, Preserve it evermore by thy help of goodness. We have two psalms this morning, the first by David and the second with an unknown author. Both are about asking God for his judgment. In the psalm of David, we have his characteristic trust in God and his faithfulness. David, who has the deepest relationship with God of any Old Testament figure, recognizes that in God's covenant with his people, God keeps that covenant perfectly while his people never do so. Here David concedes his imperfect faith and obedience, while on the other hand he asks God for justice, which means both judgment for wrongdoing and mercy for his imperfections. 
By doing so, David is asking God to keep his promises despite our disobedience. This property of God is what Christians refer to as God's righteousness and is a major theme of Paul's letter to the Romans. Finally, in the New Testament, Paul is in the final chapter of his first epistle to the Thessalonians, which will finish on Monday. In the opening three chapters of his letter to the new church in Thessalonica, Paul is giving thanks and praise for the church and reminds them of what he and Timothy have accomplished during their visits there. Today, he picks up the theme from yesterday's reading, calling on them to comfort each other. That is to say, to build each up, up each other up in their faith. If, as, as Bishop said yesterday, Paul was calling the Thessalonians yesterday to stand firm against the immorality of their times, today he is calling on them to prepare themselves for the day of the Lord. As he writes, for you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Paul then uses a variety of metaphors to emphasize the lesson that Jesus himself taught in Matthew 25 with the parable of the wise virgins. But in this context, Paul is using this point to remind the faithful in Thessalonica that the earlier exhortations to holy living and brotherly love gain an added urgency when we consider the final judgment that we all face. We now return to page 18 in the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, because through the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without thee. Grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you to Deacon Bob and to Barbara for making this morning's worship possible. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great Joel, day. Many thanks. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Barbara, readers. Nice to see you, Barbara. <laughs> Joel, Joel, where did that last prayer come from? Uh, first Sunday after Trinity. Very good. Thank you. Great job, buddy. Thank you.